Welcome to the Grow Gelt Podcast, where we talk about ups and downs, in and outs of fundraising for nonprofits. Our host is Elazar Green, CFRE, who specializes in communication, strategy, and donor relations. He's helped over 100 nonprofits raise millions of dollars. Every episode is designed to be 10 minutes or less, giving you just enough time to get the answers you need while juggling your busy schedule. Let's get started. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today as I navigate the commute from Northern Maryland to Southern Pennsylvania. Twisting, winding roads, the luscious forest, the fall foliage, and the bumps in the road. We're here to navigate together nonprofit fundraising and my roots. Um, my car started beeping at me. I got a new car lately, and every time I I'm a little bit not exactly in the lines. It starts beeping me. Beep, beep, beep. And the reason for that is because its um, measure of danger is a lot more attuned to mine. It's a machine. So if a little bit out of the line, it starts beep, beep, beep. But I'm a little bit more comfortable, shall we say, and uh, flexible. So I don't mind so much if I drift just a teeny bit closer to the line than the machine wishes I would. And this is related to fundraising. How each of us have in ourselves a warning signal, a time where we say, beep, 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 we are too close to the line. It's important to understand how this works for yourself and how this works for your donors. Because if you, if you have both of those, then you will be able to strategize much more effectively on how to fundraise and how to relate to your donors. So let's talk about yours first. You have a warning signal and it affects your fundraising in a few ways. The first way it affects your fundraising is you may not feel the pressure to fundraise if you have a certain amount of money in the bank. You have a signal that goes off in your head, in your heart, in your mind that says, beep, 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 we are too close to zero. Whatever too close is for you. It could be close. Too close could be a million dollars. If you're a college and you're used to a billion dollar endowment, if you have $300 million in your account, guess what? That is too close to zero. And there are alarm bells ringing. And someone else, a different nonprofit, might look at you and say, why is your alarm bells ringing? You have $300 million in the bank for, for, for a college that relies on 20 or 25% of its budget to come from endowment revenue, you need to have a billion dollars in the bank and 300 million doesn't cut it. There are other nonprofits that even if they had $5,000 in the bank, they feel comfortable. What do you mean? I have money. What do I have to fundraise for? The, the alarm bells are not ringing. So the first thing we need to understand is that the alarm bells that you have in your head, in your mind, in your heart, these are these change all the time. These can change, these do change, and you need to make decisions with your head, not with any other alarm bells that may ring because of um, you know the, the, the safeguards that you're used to. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. 
Do you need to fundraise? You absolutely need to do. You absolutely need to fundraise. How much money is enough? There is no amount of money that's enough. Because if you're doing this right, if you're in it for the mission, if you're trying to change the world, the more money you have, the more you make a difference. And the less money you have, the less effective you are. And you, we need to spend our, 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 we need to spend our time focused on making a real difference for the people that we're helping, for the world that we live in, rather than trying to skimp and, and save and, and spend as least as money as possible. We need to be pouring money onto all of our problems and, and if, in, an, in an effort to make a difference. You're in climate change, we need to spend money. You're helping the children, you need to spend money. You're a religious nonprofit, you need to spend money. How much money is enough? There's no such thing. Uh, the more money you have, the more good you can do. So fundraising never stops. And if you, if the only time a warning bell should sound is if you are comfortable and feel like you don't have to fundraise, that is when the warning bell, beep, 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 you're too comfortable. Get yourself into gear. Let's go. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. The second thing I wanted to mention is in regards to still yourself, that there are times when your head, your heart, your mind will tell you, beep, 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 there's danger ahead. And that often happens when you're about to take a risk. And in your mind, taking a risk means ask, risking the no. Asking someone for a gift where they might say no. And your your body is going to tell you, beep, 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 you're too close to this. Back up. Soften the ask. Make it a little weaker. Don't ask what you're asking. Cut it in half or say or add the phrase or anything you can do or say or if, if it's at all possible. Soften the ask. Beep, beep, beep. We do this to ourselves and there's no reason to. You need to run the show, not your machine, not your beeps. And if you go in front of somebody that you know that they care about in general, they care about the cause that you represent, and you know they have the capacity to help, you need to, in order to project confidence, in order to project absoluteness, in order to project that this is a way that he can help or she can help the world around them, you need to say, sir, madam, mister, doctor, president, whatever title you call them, you have to say, we, I'd like to ask you for a gift of $25,000 in order to help fill in the blank, whatever, whoever it is that you're helping. This is what we're doing with it. This is how you'll be helping. Here are some examples of people you'll, you'll, be, ch you'll be changing. And here's how you can make a difference for generations. When you say it like that, they will consider a gift of $25,000. If you say, I would like to consider, I would like to ask you for a gift of $25,000 or whatever you can afford, whatever number is good for you, they're going to stop thinking about the $25,000 because you've just given them permission and they're going to start thinking, oh, well, what amount can I afford? I don't know. I have to see. What is the safest amount I can give them? Uh, $500 is probably the safest amount. And you're going to go come away with less than you wanted simply because you've asked, and less, not just less than you wanted. It's normal to come away with less than you wanted. A lot of asks come away with less than you wanted. But you can come away with much less than they would have given you if you would have asked in a proper way, in a confident way, in a confidence-instilling way, to make sure that they understand the difference that they're making for the people around them and the people in the world and the world around them. 
That's two examples of the warning beep, beep, beep. I'll give you a few more examples, and this is from the donor side. Everybody has money. The Code of Jewish Law says that there's no such thing as a person who can't give something. Everybody has something to give. And when we are, when we look at the world around us, when we look at our bank account, we look at our retirement account, we look at the stock market, then our mind sometimes expands and contracts depending on how we see the world around us. Take your typical retired person. They have money in the bank, right? So let's say they had, I don't know, $5 million in the bank and they're living off their retirement. Now all of a sudden with the stock markets doing what it's been doing over the last you know, year, all of a sudden that's cut in half. They had five million, now they have two and a half million of assets in the stock market. Let's just say that happens. That person is a millionaire. That person is heads and shoulders above 80%, 90% of the United States. A person has a lot of assets. A person can make decisions now to grow back what they have, what they've had, and maybe even more than before. A person can reinvest. A person can start a business. A person can do a lot of things with that money, assuming the health and, 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 and mental awareness, capacity, and, and attitude is all there. The point, though, is that when you lose a huge sum like this, even though you have lots of money in the bank, you feel constricted. And it doesn't have to even be a, a large sum. It could sometimes be even if you didn't make as much as you've been making before. Let's say you have you have $10 million in a bank and you're used to every year over the last five years, six years, seven years to making another $100,000, let's say. All of a sudden now, let's say you didn't lose any money, but you're just not making as much as you were before. You're making zero. Over the last year, you made $0. You have over $10 million, $11 million in a bank right now. Doesn't matter. You didn't make as much as you did last year, and all of a sudden your mind shrinks and when someone asks you for a gift even though you have over 10 million dollars in a bank it goes beep 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 i don't know i have to preserve i have to hold everything i can close to me i have to make sure my assets are there when i really need it i can't afford to give anything what do you mean you can't afford you have 11 million dollars i don't feel like I have 11. I don't feel as if I have as much as I, I did last year, simply because I'm not making as much. It's important to understand, especially as we head what seems to be most likely a recession. It's important to understand the psychology of your donor, the warning beeps that are there, so that you can, it's not, it's, so you can do two things. First of all, you can adjust your attitude. Many of us say, what do you mean? They have a little. They have millions of dollars. Like they can't give me a thousand dollars. They can't give me ten thousand dollars. They have millions. It's not about how much money they have. It's about how they feel about the money they have. It's very important to remember that. It's not about how much money they have. It's about how they feel about it. And the second thing is, because it's about feelings, you're able to do something about it. If someone tells you, "Oh, you know, I would love to give you a million dollars, but I just don't have it." You can't give them a million dollars. You can't. 
Because you, you, if, you, if you could, you wouldn't do what you were doing. You would do something else. You would be on the other side of your desk. You would be issuing grants and so forth. You can't give your donors money to give out. You can't do that. But you know what you can do? You can help them feel differently about their money. That is something you can do. You can show them about how much money they have can make a huge difference. You can show them on how even a small gift can make a difference in the people around them. And you can keep sharing with them wins. Look, this person gave $1,000. This person gave $1,000. That person gave $1,000. And as the person, as your prospect sees other people in similar and many times less uh, than stellar financial situations than they are but they see that they're able to make gifts and they do give gifts and they're happy about the difference that they make and they're able to lift up the world that's around them even in times like this and then they think to themselves then you you express to themselves especially in times like this when everyone is hurting for money and you can give a gift and when you do that gift is worth many times more than it would be in in good times you can make so you the fundraiser can help your donors feel differently about the money that they have about the money that they give by communication by sharing thanks by sharing wins by sharing about the people that are being helped by sharing about the world the difference that's being made in the world and when you do that they stop thinking about their money as money they stop they start thinking about money as ways to help so those are the four things I wanted to four three or four things I, I lost count but in any event we're way over a 10 minute line so I wanted to I'll just sign off here thank you so much for listening today and thank you for making my commute a little bit more easier take care and have a wonderful day Thanks for listening to the Grow Gelt Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you think a friend may enjoy it, please feel free to pass it on. To have your question featured on the show or to send us some feedback as to how we're doing, please send an email to egreen at growgelt.com.